It also feels like for someone who was shot in the head four times and burned, they identified the body very quickly. Yeah, I guess like teeth or right? How did you but do they that? Pull those dents. They, it's usually dental records, but it still takes some time to pull them because I, they have to have like a general idea of who they're looking for. Totally. If it's just a random guy, yeah. Right. They can't scan like every dentist in the country. So. Yeah, and be like, oh, that's who it is. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. It would be nice if we could, but we can't. pals and gals and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Matter. This is your favorite Riverdale fan podcast where it is hosted by two grown-ass adults that have no business still watching Riverdale. But here we are and today we are covering episode 102, Death at a Funeral. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. (laughs) We sure are. But, you know, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on, you know, a podcatcher of your choice. You can follow us on social media. We are so thrilled to be back with this, what I thought was a new season of Riverdale, but this, Rivervale was technically season six. I thought Rivervale was season 5.5, but it wasn't season six. I was correct. So these are just supposed to be the resuming of the season, which is fine. Uh, it feels more like a continuation of the last season than it feels like it has anything to do with Rivervale. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Most of this show is. <laughs> Any fun Riverdale fan updates before we get into the episode? We got an incredible TikTok from the ladies this week. We did. We got a great TikTok from the TikTok account that is shared by Madeline Patch and uh, <laughs> Lily Reinhardt and Camilla Mendez. <laughs> and this one was one of Camilla and Lily pretending to fly through the sky in the fam- world-famous Reading Rainbow meme. <laughs> Which has been, yeah, I was going to say, I forgot that you ended that sentence with, me- with meme. I thought you were just going to say the theme song for reading rainbow but yeah it is being right now it's being used as a giant you, meme about trying to figure something out reading rainbow if you've seen reading rainbow you know exactly what it looks like i promise yes and it's the two of them trying to figure out if they i can't believe i'm audio describing a meme try to figure out how to date anybody that isn't on their show which is a very nice gentle poking fun at them but also yeah. made me wonder, are they dating new people on the show? Who are they dating? Who, like, also, like, who are the options? Like, there aren't a ton. Anymore. Yeah, it's true, because a lot of them are married, you know, or... A lot of them, like, one of them. <laughs> like, Casey Cott. He's married. That's right, too. Yeah. Who else? KJ. Yes, KJ's married. That's right. So those are two guys just off the table. But also, maybe... Uh, Lily Reinhardt could be dating a woman on the show right now. We don't know because Lily Reinhardt is an openly queer woman, which is a wonderful thing. And we love it about Mm -hmm. her. Anyway, it was fun, but we don't know who they're dating right now because I don't think that they're dating. I just need to interject. Yeah. She's a proud member of the queer community. Yes. Don't be concerned. She's still a proud member of the queer community. (laughs) So let's get into this episode. Death at a funeral. Uh, what did you think of this one? It, it felt uneven. Like, we I, got some answers, but, like, eh, some of it was not. I great. did like it more than I liked last last week's episode. And I do agree that there were certain moments of it that I thought dragged and were uneven and certain moments that I appreciated in this episode. And then mm-hmm. also like, I, I I do think that 
if they're going to go totally cuckoo, cuckoo bananas, this is actually the way I want them to. Like, now we're just kind of in f- really a very fun, strange fantasy world, and they're all just accepting it as being reality. And I kind of like that more, because mm-hmm. let's just move on. Like, what it was making me think of, Kate, after I watched the episode, is like the several seasons where very sort of strange, fantastical things would happen, and then they'd explain them in a way that was like non-supernatural, and it was fine, but almost felt like there had to be over-explanations for certain things happening because they didn't want to go the supernatural route with the show. Do you know what I mean by that? Like the like a lot of the stuff that yeah. happened surrounding the farm where everybody was hallucinating, for example, right. you know, earlier on in the series, that was season three. And it was just like, it was just like, oh, does this guy have magic powers? Oh, he doesn't. They're all hallucinating because the water's been poisoned. Now we need to explain this in a really sort of crazy way that is already crazy and convoluted, right? But now it's just like, okay, yeah, like Cheryl's been body swapped. Like, okay, that's what's happening on the show now. Archie is invulnerable, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's great. So it's, it's actually a little better, I think. So yeah. first, first notable thing for me in the episode is that Jughead talks about in his opening monologue what he can do normally uh, now that he's yep, lost I wrote his it hearing. In quotes. And the thing that stood out to me was that he can still eat hamburgers, which is yes, he something... said, "Read, eat hamburgers, kiss Tabitha." <laughs> so those are three nice things. And I just want to focus on eat hamburgers because this is, once again, something that he doesn't really do a lot of on the show, but is like something that's important to the history of the character from pop culture and from the comic books is that he's obsessed with hamburgers. (laughs) But do we see him eat a hamburger during the show? No. No. No, because promotional consideration... Uh, was not considered by any hamburger company. It was from Doritos, this this episode. Doritos, Doritos, Doritos! <laughs> they previously had Lay's. Well, are they the... I think they're the same company. I don't know if they're owned by the same conglomerate. I think are they, they okay? are, because I think it's Frito-Lay's, and Fritos was the original type okay, of Doritos. Okay, Fritos, yeah, yeah. Doritos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, 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 right. <laughs> corn chip. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so I have a question. Yes, please. What's the co- what's the collective noun for zaddies? <laughs> I know now that there's like, I think it's uh, <laughs> is it zaddie? Well, that's just the plural. I'm looking for the collective nouns, like a bandit of raccoons or like a murder of crows. Oh, I but. see. Um, maybe a uh, maybe a uh, a fiber of zaddies. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I a wrangler. Of a wrangler zaddies. of zaddies. Yes, because Archie's hired all these sexy older men to f- fix his house. Yeah. But like a lot of zaddies that you might love and fall into in your life, one of them might be a threat if you hang out with enough of them. So watch out for zaddies. And if you have superpowers, like it's a whole thing. But uh, like I know that that's what most of you are worried about is if you have superpowers. Definitely. Because a lot of our listeners do. Well, all of our listeners have superpowers because your super right. your superpower is loving this show. So, oh wow, you know yes. what? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tracks <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and watching through with us, absolutely. We're all superheroes for getting through Riverdale. So Archie yeah. is thrilled that his hand can be in a clamp. <laughs> yeah, and then he like very seriously puts Bingo over Jughead. Like, not just situationally, but, like, emotionally as well. Well, I feel like Archie's been putting Jughead over a lot of other elements of this show since the very beginning of the show. And we've very rarely gotten to see them have the nice friendship that I want them to have, you know? Right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's interesting that he... (laughs) It's his dog. It's his band. It's his 
girlfriend. It's his boxing ring. It's his time in jail. It's his cabin. You know, it's always getting between him epic- and Jughead. It's the epic highs and lows of high school football, baby. That's right. The epic highs and lows of high school football. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> then we get this scene <laughs> where... Are you talking about how Nana Rose is now the best fucking person in the world? <laughs> well, Nana Rose really killed it this episode for sure. But I just want to comment uh, on the Nana fact... Nana Rose gives no fuck. Has she... <laughs> has she well she does later on when the tide turns against her a little bit she she starts giving a fuck but (laughs) well not to jump ahead too much because you're giving me a face but it's not like when she's locked in the dungeon oh no i was looking at my phone okay yeah because it's not like when she's locked in the dungeon at the end of the episode she's like i don't fucking care i'm fine she's like "Uh uh-oh this might not be great for me i'm an older woman like which is correct you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i just like uh she's great it's she was right to be scared but also she was right when she fully rolled her eyes at cheryl 100 percent. but my, my biggest uh sort of question of that scene is that britta comes in and addresses her as grand mistress rose have we ever heard yeah. her referred to as Grand Mistress Rose, or is this a new thing that they just think we're all going to be fine with? That's sort of what I was wondering. I think they just because we had Mistress Cheryl, like it tracks to Grand Mistress Rose, but also is still insane. Yeah, it was it was kind of a fun crazy, and I also loved. I'm going to try to call her Abigail Blossom to the best of my ability. <laughs> Because it's really Abigail I, Blossom now who's in the show and not Cheryl. Every time I wrote them, I put Cheryl slash Abigail or Abigail slash Cheryl. And the problem with that is that both of those names end in L's. Mm-hmm. So I would often leave off the L in favor of the slash. And I know this is not really a problem, but I personally think they should be taking into consideration that some people are taking notes. Yes, many people are taking notes. Everybody takes notes when they watch Riverdale. So I liked Abigail's dress in this scene. Just want to comment on it. It was a great dress. Yes. Or it wasn't really a dress. It was like a pantsuit kind of, right? With big flared shoulders. Yeah, and Red's Red's very in. I know you did not watch the Oscars, but like half the dresses at least were red. So Yes. Yeah, I didn't end up watching the Oscars yesterday, but we didn't talk about the... Speaking of the Oscars, the title of this episode, Death at a Funeral, based on uh, two films from 2010, one British, one American, that are about family secrets revealed after someone dies and at a funeral. And the American version of the film stars one Chris Rock. So just, just, it's important, just notable for, for what happened this week in pop culture history. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Right. So Which then, is that nothing happened. That's right. That nothing happened in pop culture history this week. So just notable, something that I want to point out that was somewhat illogical is that like, so Britta asks the totally understandable question well, what happened to Cheryl's soul if Abigail's soul is now in this body? And Nana Rose says mm-hmm. back, oh, my child, Cheryl's soul has dissipated into the ether. It has vanished forever, right? And Britta seems rather concerned with that. And then also, like, this is very incongruous and strange because did Britta's soul disappear into the ether? When 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 right, Abigail yeah. possessed Britta last episode? No. Britta's we don't really know where Britta's soul went. And then later on it was revealed that Cheryl's soul is trapped in, I'm gonna say, some sort of mirror dimension. Yeah. Yeah. She was trapped yeah. in a she was trapped in a magic mirror. Yeah, she's trapped in the magic mirror. Exactly. So that's Yep, it's a trope. It's a trope. Yeah, totally. So okay. <laughs> And then they yep. they have found Hiram's body 
And they seem to make it very, 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 very clear that Hiram's body is like yes. been like really, you know, fucked up. So that you know, which is makes it feel like they're gonna have him not come back, like because he has left the show, Mark Consuelos, but also this is still all totally off screen and it feels like they could still bring him back if they really wanted to. It also feels like for someone who was shot in the head four times and burned, they identified the body very quickly. Yeah, I guess like teeth or right? How did you but do they that? Pull those dents. They, it's usually dental records, but it still takes some time to pull them because I, they have to have like a general idea of who they're looking for. Totally. If it's just a random guy, yeah. Right. They can't scan like every dentist in the country. So. Yeah, and be like, oh, that's who it is. Okay. <laughs> like, yep, yep. It would be nice if we could, but we can't. Well, they did it, and they figured out it was Hiram's body, supposedly. <laughs> and then, like, this scene between Reggie and Veronica, I felt where Veronica was coming clean to Reggie about what had happened, and Reggie was trying to take it all in stride and like I kinda I do like the way they're writing Reggie this season. Like he's he's actually kind of the voice of reason on the show right now, which is kind Reggie's of Reggie's a, a real person. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden. <laughs> like comparatively to other seasons. But I I don't feel like it totally hark like just sort of called back to the fact that Reggie has been um that 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 Reggie um used to work with Hiram and or work for Hiram and he has his own relationship with Hiram and I don't feel like it really touched on that and I think that actually might might have been kind of interesting to explore um because that's fairly yeah. recent in the show's history that they were working together and I right. feel like Reggie sort of Hiram was sort of an interim father figure for Reggie at certain points when Reggie was having trouble with his father so like he's going to have his own reaction to Hiram being dead yeah, but we don't have time for that. Like, apparently not. We have time for other shit, you know? <laughs> like, uh, you know. We have time to recreate Veronica's reaction, but we don't have time. <laughs> totally. Like, remember, remember when Reggie and Hiram were having really nice potato chip meetings together? <laughs> remember <laughs> that? I was like, yeah, they had chips together all the time. Yeah, that was like their big thing was potato chip meetings. And then... <laughs> That's why I was thinking about Doritos before, is that last season it was Lay's, and I was yeah, like, wait a minute. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all the same company. I think they they have a deal with them. And then, Kevin, yeah. this Broadway plot is just, like, out the window. <laughs> Kevin's like, it's Me, fine. I said both of us probably... <laughs> Say again, Kate, sorry. Both of us know... Both of us know probably a fair amount of people who have given up on their Broadway dreams. And I gotta say, not a single one was like, I'm gonna become a high-ranking cop instead. Like, none of them have been like, mm, I'm gonna join the police force like, as an alternate to Broadway. Well, well put, for sure. And then also just like him like rearranging his life to go back to New York to try a career in acting. And then, and then like his two friends being like, can you help look after our baby? And him being like, that's fine. I will acquiesce to all of your needs. Like, that's sort of the other aspect of this. That's Like, those two things are both very strange to me. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. we're, we're going to get... And also, like, this is skipping ahead, but, like, you know, I feel like with Kevin, they love giving him, like both positive gay attributes and then like these just like incredibly like toxic stereotypical gay attributes and they haven't really done this for a while but like why would he care that much about that fucking reality show like it's like it's sort of like the most base cultural thing that it would be like oh kevin's obsessed with this you know what i mean like i yeah i will say that like i know those people who like live and breathe the housewives I know them very well. It's not odd to me that he does feel this way about it. What's odd to me is that the show like cared to show it. <laughs> uh, what's okay. I, 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 what's odd to me about it is that he's literally never mentioned it before at all. And now he's like the biggest fan of housewives. I feel like he did. I feel like when I, 
when Andy Cohen came on, he like was into it. Yes, when Andy Cohen came on, he was like, "Oh my god, I'm the biggest fan of you of all time." Yes, that's right. But that's kind of it, right. you know. Like also, like Andy Cohen's empire spans so beyond Housewives, you know. Like, is he a watch? Is he a watch? What watch? What, you know, whatever that show's called. Watch, watch what live. happens live. Watch what happens live. That's right. Yes. Watch what happens live. <laughs> yes. Anyway. <laughs> he also like really has divested himself of the housewives a lot so that he could get famous on his own. It's a whole thing. I have a lot to say about Andy Cohen. Most of it's not great. Yeah, um, no, I don't have, I don't have good things to say about him. Where either. I insulted him. So he did what once he, you insulted him and he, what I like, he re- responded to my tweet. I, uh-huh. so he was like at some wedding and he wore, I was reminded of a day. He wore like a white, suit to a wedding mm-hmm. and i just like retweet it and was like wow can't believe you were white to a wedding expecting nothing and he just responded it's cream <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> it's also a great response dude like you know it's a good response great. kudos yeah <laughs> like he didn't dig in he just like very quickly justified <laughs> yeah he was like Actually, I, I would like to correct you. <laughs> so next yeah, up. Yeah, it's like a Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway, yes. Next, next up. up is the Dorito um, seed. It's an exclusive event. Oh, just before that. Just before was, that. It's it's the yeah. Archie eating Doritos scene where he's eating Corrach Doritos, sitting in the chair talking about his powers, and he's just holding that bag up, and it's like, and then there's also at the end of that scene he's licking his fingers, he's licking the Doritos powder off of his fingers just to show how delicious those Doritos are. Just just I just feel like it's worth and giving a little play by play there. Like I do the same thing. But I don't need TV to remind me that I'm normal when it comes to licking Dorito dust off your finger. Totally. Like, I don't think we need to normalize licking Dorito dust off your finger. <laughs> yeah, because it always feels a little gross doing it, right? Don't you think? Like, I'm always a little like, oh, yeah, like, I'm licking it's, it's my like, fingers. Like, and when, if you're eating them, like, in front of people, it's like, you know that there's, like, a lot of spices there and you want to do something about it but like you're in public but then we're also sitting here talking like yeah like everyone does it yes so maybe we do need archie to normalize <laughs> <laughs> so that we don't have to give up on all the spices in public yeah maybe archie is doing us a favor by licking the doritos off his fingers uh then yeah, we man, meet... take on cheetos next take on big cheetos <laughs> then we meet uh in the next scene you know, and this is the the guest list at the wet are at the funeral, and there's a guest list for the funeral, which is pretty cuckoo. But then we meet mm-hmm. Abu Alida's godson, who we have never met before. And you know what? I I can't believe I didn't put him on my crush list. Like I forgot to. But he was a little hottie, that guy. Vava yeah. He was very cute. <laughs> um. Yeah, I feel like the whole episode, I was like, this guy's going on the crush list, and then I forgot to put him yeah why did we forget him i mean i'm not surprised we both did why did we forget him well he's great yeah. he's going on my honorary crush list right now yeah and, and yeah and and like okay like it's a little weird for abuelita to have this like this godson that we've never met before and um like and then veronica's meeting for the first time and seems to be hearing about for the first time but that's something that i'll go with it's okay yeah it's fine whatever yes um uh we meet another deaf person to help jughead yes until he gets he just said the implants i don't think he qualifies for cochlear implants like that's not how they work but sure yeah. They're going to have to, Cole Sprouts isn't going to learn ASL, so they got to bring it in somehow. They got to get in here again. Which they yeah. sort of do, but like, do they? Well, I mean, it's, we'll get to it, but yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, they're going to have to have that character here again at some point. Yeah, because Cole doesn't seem to be, yeah, you're right. Cole doesn't seem yeah. to be learning, learning sign language. <laughs> Yeah. And then, you know, we end this first act on Glenn's foot, which is not a major surprise. Which I will say, I thought it was going to be his, 
I thought it was going to be his head in the box. I thought we were going to have a real seven moment. Um, and then it wasn't. And then I was like, it still probably should have smelled pretty bad. Oh yeah. I'm sure it would have smelled. Oh, and terrible. that tissue paper should have been like, like pretty fucked up that tissue paper. Yeah, soaked in yuck. Didn't. Soaked in yuck. Unless the TBK yeah. like dried out his foot or whatever, which he probably did. Then we had a super. Right, like, a, like a nice hide. <laughs> yes. Then we had a super fun town meeting that felt great. <laughs> I did like forget who the fourth council member was. <laughs> okay, so the council member is just keeping track right now are Frank Andrews mm-hmm. and Correct. that's it. No, it's Frank Andrews <laughs> and, and Tony and Alice. Yes. And is Archie the other one? Yes. Okay, great. Cool. Tabitha. Tabitha. Oh, that's right. It's Tabitha. It's not Tony. So, it's Tabitha. Per- yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's both of them. No, there's four of them on the council. Oh, so it's not Archie. Um. Right, it's not Archie. It's Alice, Frank, Tabitha, and Tony. That's right. That's right. Cool, cool, cool. That's right. So I love Ronnie um, announcing that Hiram has died, <laughs> right? And they all yeah, seem quite that's shocked. That's how we do it. <laughs> Cut to Archie. Cut to Archie. He's shocked. I mean, him, him and Hiram had real history, right? And then yeah. she's like, She's like, I liked this. I thought this was super fun and playful. She's like, he will never plague Riverdale again. Like, he's out of our hair. And then immediately after, like, Percival Pickett stands up and is like, hello, Riverdale. (laughs) We both thought that we were going to forget about him. So it's cool that they brought him back for a second episode. I think he's, like, going to be a major villain in the show. I think he's the... I think he's... I thought, like... (laughs) I thought he was going to be the TBK and then like we, we do eventually find out who the TBK is, but like, I don't know. Wasted opportunity. I think Percival Pickens is going to try to start buying all of Riverdale so that he can, you oh, know, yeah, that's definitely what he's doing. Yeah. So that he can like, <laughs> uh, develop his Sodale development. Like I think he's just going to be a de facto Hiram. Yeah. Like, yeah. Replacement Hiram. Yeah. Yep. And he's yeah, like, he's a real estate villain. Yeah, he's a real estate villain, very much like Hiram was. Hiram was also a mafia villain, but was definitely a real estate villain. And then, like... I hope that the rest of the season is him, like, going going at it with the zoning board. <laughs> I want a full season of zoning board drama. Well, I mean, this is what we want from the show, is these these town machinations, and they just don't seem to be happening. <laughs> So and then we got I think this is not the first time on this podcast I've talked about zoning. No, it is not, and it won't be the last, I'm sure. Anyway, yeah. And then we learned some important information. He's General Pickens's he's General Pickens's ancestor. And General Pickens was like great, you know, the general who was like a colonizer and fucked up, you know, the indigenous people that lived in Riverdale. So it is a you know, it's it is connecting it back to that that yeah, plot line guess, from like, a long time ago. Yeah, and his ancestors were like, oh, we fucked up and went back to England for a while. Yes, and then came back and now it's uh, Percival is there to really ruin Riverdale, clearly. Um, then... Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> then we had the scene with um, Abigail being like, oh, that looks like my love, Thomasina, and it forces us to remember all the shit that happened in that weird flashback episode from like two years ago. <laughs> Basically. And also, right, there's that. And I want to see, speaking of like town hall meetings and zoning meetings, I want to see the school board meeting after finding out that Tony teaches the history of social justice because you just know <laughs> that that's a problem. Definitely. Like, we don't think that Alice Cooper is maybe just a little QAnon, you know, <laughs> like, or a little anti-BLM, it you know? This town has enough white women that it's not going to work. This yeah. is not going to fly. I mean, enough, enough white women that, like, basically dress like Karens, you know? <laughs> like... I'm surprised they even tried. Like, I don't... 
she could at least call it civics and then be sneaky which exactly don't do that's not a thing please don't please don't hold this against them i'm making this up teachers aren't sneaky like that but no civics you know maybe you could get away with it no teachers aren't teachers could do it yeah yeah, teachers aren't sneaky like that teachers are the best we love teachers on this show (laughs) actually yeah Yeah. (laughs) anyway (laughs) so yeah um and then um we got like Archie's reaction to Hiram being dead and I I appreciated that we saw it (laughs) that's all because like that's so much about the history of the show so you know so I just appreciate that we saw it you know that's all um then yeah uh then we get you know you know this scene where like things are ramping up in a way that I anticipate after it being a pretty slow burn with Betty and trash bag killer. And I think this is going to come to a conclusion now. And I like that. And like, you know, this is during the show where it really started revving up, which I really liked. And then we, (laughs) Mm -hmm. then we get that Jughead, um, he fell off his motorcycle (laughs) and like, wouldn't th- this show, I guess this show doesn't have the budget or something, but like, wouldn't that have been an interesting sequence to see? Like him being really angry and him needing to clear his head and him riding through the town, you know, and then him falling and getting found by someone, like, and him being embarrassed. Like, wouldn't that have been way more we'll interesting get, than yeah. him just narrating we'll get it? We a lot of montage scenes on this show. No, and it's kind yeah, of one of my big whatever. complaints with it is I think it sucks a lot of the energy out of the show, how much is told and not shown, you know? Uh, but And then yeah. everything is told when you listen to a recap podcast of the show. Anyway. Uh, and then, like, and then we get the final little sequence before our act break, which is the entrance of Hermione. And this is really different for her. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew she'd become a reality star, but now she's, like, she's, like, this is, we've seen her, like, on the set of Real Housewives before watching the the dailies with Veronica and being, like, a really loving, nice mother. And it's, like, oh, that's so great. She went off to become a star, you know, do this reality thing, but she's, like, still there for her daughter. And that made me happy, and that was nice. But now she's, like, out for herself, <laughs> in a way that feels uncharacteristic and forced. Uncharacteristic, but very real in how much those housewives are trying to like produce their own stories. Sure. But uh, yeah. 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 Like it is definitely an element to that life. Yeah, totally. So then we learn that there's palladium in the basement and right. So so we learn that there's palladium in the basement. And something that I thought about is what if the explosion dislodged a deposit of palladium, which would make Archie very rich, which is kind of an interesting plot point. I think that is what happens. Yeah, I think so that is we, what happens, but I think, think we're going to see them never cash in. Yeah, because, because if they cash in, they'll lose their superpowers? Like, wh- what do you think the end game is there of that I plot think, point? No, well, because if they cash in, if they cash in, it doesn't like really do. It wouldn't stop their superpowers. It just feels like it would be like too easy for them to be like. And then, like, also, like, it would take time. So they have to like put off rebuilding the house, and we can't have that. So, That's true. There's That's nothing true. To do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there was just a few pieces of palladium in the basement that were the ones that Archie had from the previous season when they broke in and stole it from Hiram. You know what I mean? Who knows? Anyway, right, right, right. Yeah. we'll see. We'll see how that manifests though. Like I do find that interesting for the next few episodes. And then we had this scene. I just mm-hmm. want to comment on it with Alice and Archie and, and Betty where they're all over it at, at Alice's house. And we, <laughs> And they're all looking below the frame 
and we're hearing bark, 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 and then Archie's like down bingo down and it's like very clear that they have replaced bingo with just some sound effects and it made me mad <laughs> bingo is the best thing to happen to the show well bingo of course is the best thing to happen to the show well we love dogs and they obviously couldn't <laughs> afford bingo for more than one scene this episode so one scene bingo was just represented in sound and then the other one bingo was actually in the show well, we see his paws because he does, like, jump on Alice, but, like, it could be, like, a real, like, triumphant insult comic dog situation where there is someone down there with dogs. I don't think we saw his paws. I think that Alice reacted to something, and there he was did, a sound because effect. because I was looking for Bingo. Oh, okay, if cool, If you think cool. I was not looking for Bingo, I would... And that's why Archie said down, is because Bingo was like on her. <laughs> I would never accuse you of such things. If you were looking for Bingo, I believe you were looking for Bingo respect thank you you're welcome yes Yes. believe women (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) um so we have this like housewife scene we have the housewife scene where kevin's there and where kevin is is like i kind of want to just talk to my mom where kevin's acting like a major fuck like (laughs) it made me so mad at kevin kevin's like Kevin gets invited over and he's just thrilled to watch the drama between his friend and her mother. He's in no way trying to help her. All of a sudden he thinks he's just watching a reality show. Like that was such, so stupid, some uncharacter, so uncharacteristic. I just hated that. It was <laughs> very it. dumb. Yeah. And then Veronica has, they she does get the cameras to leave so she can talk to her mother yes and then, but, and then we um, have like the, the, the hermione sure. that we just have the hermione that we remember from the actual show and not this weird like artificial right. here's, here, here's what i'm really wrapped up in they did not take off their mics uh if they were shooting a reality show they would have laugh mics and i thought this was gonna be like that last episode of the jinx um, and it's too bad it didn't because this is very weird and a big plot hole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That they probably were still being recorded. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then we had this sequence. The, the next thing that I thought was interesting to me was this sequence where TBK confronts Betty face to face. And I think it's mm-hmm. the first time on the show that they've been face to face and it hasn't been over the phone. Right. It's well, first I do want to go back. Hold on. I want to go back to talk about how Hermione explicitly said she was jealous of Veronica's relationship with Hiram. Yes. Cause that's gross. Well, it, Yes, it's 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 very strange for a mother to be jealous of her daughter's relationship with with the father, but also like they've never really dealt with like just how damaging he was in general to that family in a way that I think we would we would yeah. want. And we've been talking about this literally since he came on the show. And something that she does say in that moment yeah. that actually you bring up an interesting point is she said, my favorite moment of our relationship was when it was just you and me, the lodge women ruling the roost, like basically at our apartment, like at the Pembroke, right? And it was just it was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was season one. And in a lot of ways, that was kind of our favorite too, because they were quite a bit more interesting when Hiram was like a character on the periphery. And then when Hiram was yeah. entered in season two it got way less interesting for all of us uh, because then they just kept fucking using him for like every single fucking thing for like the next, like, you know, five seasons of the show. Right. So I, I don't know. I thought that was metatextually kind of interesting. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we also, before BTK, Archie does fall through the floor and get hurt, which I feel is an important plot point. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's when Archie's Archie losing there. his invulnerability because of the palladium. Absolutely. Right. Uh, then... But I think Betty was face to face 
with TBK when she was like in the Silence of the Lambs pit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, but th- those are all flashbacks. That's what the difference is yeah. here. Yes. Then. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed that there was no aura. So. Yes, yes, there is no aura. Uh, she's she's losing her. She's having these headaches and mm-hmm. losing her powers. Uh, I really loved how in the scene with Cheryl and Tony, Cheryl, Tony's just having none of Cheryl's bullshit. <laughs> Like, at all, you know? Uh, and it's just like, oh, well, you're being a fucking weirdo. I don't care. Did people put... Did people put butter in beer at one point? Like, was that ever a thing outside I don't of think, Potter? I don't think so, no. I think that she's just a Harry Potter character. <laughs> That's what I think's going on there. It was... Because it was too bitter? It was so weird. Yeah, you, Tony was great about it, because... Next up, after the act break is over, after that, then we <laughs> get this this guy that's supposed to be helping Jughead, who does something really inordinately cruel, which is sit alone in this room and write for five hours, which is a crazy thing to ask someone to do. Like, no one writes for five hours yeah. straight without a break, unless you're induced in some sort of manic episode. Like, that's very strange. Um. Yeah, this dude was weird. He was very weird, and um, yes. Oh, I was gonna go to the Nana Rose scene. Mm-hmm. Next, if you're yep, Abigail. Abigail um, locks Nana Rose in the dungeon. Oh well, that seems pretty serious to me. Prior to that, she locks her in the dungeon because Nana Rose calls us to- calls Tony serpent trash. And then a storm comes in like a full Tennessee Williams play. And I want them to explore that motif more. Definitely. Definitely. And yeah, like, is she a weather witch? Which we sort of dealt with with Cheryl before. Like, we don't know. Maybe right. she's a weather witch. She's just a woman scorned. She's a woman scorned, so the wind blows. So then Jughead sat there for five hours and didn't leave at any point and be like, hey, man, this isn't working for me. Can we try something else? Which is sort of crazy. Yeah. But then Dan has a comic for Jughead, which is so nice. And Jughead loves comics. And the comic is called Seen, Not Heard, which is dumb. (laughs) But it's very nice that he wrote this (laughs) nice comic. Um, And then... (laughs) But before Jughead reads the comic, the godson has this conversation... (laughs) With Veronica, that is well because he saves Veronica's life. Well, he saves Veronica's life, and then he says to her, "I believe people are not good or bad, but there are instead shades of gray. It's not black and white. It's not black and white. There are shades yep. of gray, which is very deep for anyone who is over, you know, or under twelve years old. It's a very deep thing to say." So love that, love that. It writing. definitely is. And then I love that yeah. Jughead manifested his powers that were that he could use a ruler properly and draw some straight lines. That was such a good power that he had. I was impressed. I was when I saw the second line so incongruous in size to the first line. I thought for sure this box was going to be fucked up, and then he did eyeball it pretty well. He did really well. From I was so pr- I was so proud of him. Yeah. And then Jughead is starting to draw a comic, which I like that for the character. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty meta, but I like it for the character that he become a comic book writer. Um, and then right. we learn that TBK is Dennis, if that's his real name. So he's one of the Zaddies. Never trust a Zaddy. He's one of the Zaddies. So he's one of the denims of Zaddies. <laughs> Dunham's jeans? Ooh, it's a jean. And then a jean of zaddies. <laughs> and then we had... <laughs> I think this is the next notable scene. Betty gets a call from TBK. Betty goes down to, like, Skid Row. <laughs> and then... Mm-hmm. TBK... It's it, the guy wearing the trash bag killer helmet, and then he takes it off, and he's like, I'm not TBK! I'm just a guy! <laughs> I loved all that writing. I thought that was great. (laughs) 
He paid yeah. me 50 I bucks thought she to put was this gonna on. kick over every single trash can. And every single trash can was going to have a, a, That's a good amount of money for a, a different body part. Yeah, a yeah. different body part. But no. Yeah. But he did cut up Glenn. Um, so we go to the funeral. Yeah, we go to the funeral. And my big takeaway is that their church has a cool neon cross that feels like it would be in like a Madonna themed club. <laughs> totally. Yes. <laughs> but, okay. I think most legit good part of the episode. This is a very smart and mm-hmm. well-written eulogy for Veronica to deliver. And it felt like they were doing right by her character the way they wrote this. And I really liked it. And I liked how she ended it with yeah. saying, I will always love you, Daddy Kins, which is mainly what she calls him in the comic books. I thought that was all lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, we go back to this TBK plot point where this is where Bingo pushes TBK through this window, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> But Bingo manages not to fall through the window with TBK. Well, Archie explains that, t- that Bingo remembered, like, the terms from his dog fighting days, which was felt like a cop-out. But also, like, now TBK is turning into, like, a real Michael Myers who just falls, like, millions of stories and, like, gets up. Yeah, and disappears, and definitely. I... Yeah, and it could be the show is so full of references and this could be a reference to Halloween but what I suspect it is is them just being like I guess he's fine yeah because they want to use him for like three more episodes or whatever before like this ends with him yeah <laughs> right it's not it's not that far full <laughs> and then like Reggie tells Ronnie that he's very proud of her for for the for the the uh, the eulogy, um, and I wrote, "I'm so proud of I'm so proud of you for killing Hiram," and it's like we just never address that. Like Reggie's gonna have his own feelings about this because like he did work for Hiram and they were friends, and like this was an element to Reggie's. But okay, never mind. Yeah. And then we had nope. the silliest thing ever, which is that somehow the Russian guy like stopped his killing of Hiram for however long for Hiram to record a very long message onto a tape. And the message, the weirdest part of the, like the only part of the message that really stood out to me was him explaining to Veronica, like, you know, remember I used to always say, I wish I had a boy, but that changed like the moment I met you, which means she was not around for when he said he wished she had a boy. He could have left that out of the tape and it would have left him better in his daughter's eyes. He just like threw himself under the bus. Yes, yes. Well, all of this is sort of crazy in a really, this, they should have just left it with the eulogy and just left it being like, it was complicated for us. We were a difficult family. He was a criminal. Like, the end. You yeah. know, but instead we get this weird coda on this character that's like, you know, I'm leaving you my rum business because our rum war was my favorite moment with you. And it was like, really? Okay. And yeah. like, and and he's just very lucid considering he's about to be murdered. And, and then like... We get that shot of him from the last season walking off, and that's like the last we're going to see of Hiram, and that's that, you know? Also, he going back to him, like, saying I, like, thought I wanted a boy until I met you, did he know when Hermosa was born? Like, is he... Is Hermosa what made him want to have a boy? <laughs> like, what did Hermosa Yeah, was do? he mad at Hermosa? I forgot Hermosa was older. Totally, yeah. It was yeah. weird. It was very weird and bad and felt kind of tacked yeah. on. And also they couldn't get Mark Consuelos mm-hmm. back on set to do it. Like, he was he clearly did yeah. it remotely from somewhere else. It's like, oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> and then yeah. we learn that Cheryl is trapped in the magic mirror and Britta is like, oh, my God. And then Jughead is psychic and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Yep, Jughead could hear Tabitha's thoughts. The end. Yes, very exciting. So that's good. I want Jughead to read everyone's minds. And then he's going to pit all of them against yeah. each other. 
So that yeah. was this episode. Uh, <laughs> who's on your power list? The power list is, it starts with bingo and it feels genuine. Like, uh, usually I've just put the dogs at the top because they're good boys, but like bingo was a good boy in this episode. Yeah. Bingo fucking um, got that guy. And then guy. I have TBK. Yeah. I have the TBK after that. Um, and then palladium just like is as a noun. And then, uh, Andy Cohen. Love it. <laughs> Mine was bingo. Hiram mm-hmm. and Abigail. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> Which I think is right. All right. Who is on your crush yeah. list now, other been... than the cute, cute, cute godson that we both forgot about? An important thing to note is that I can't read and I did have the godson as number one on my crush list. Okay, good. Good. Proud of you. Yeah. Who else is on yeah, your crush list? He was list? there. I have also Reggie, who is being like a very good boyfriend. Like there's, you know, all the unexplored feelings, the fact that he's like cool with murder, but like he is being fairly supportive of Veronica Definitely. and like letting her know that. Definitely. And then, um, and then crazy Nana Rose. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Nana Rose is definitely worth having a crush on. My crush list was three boys this week. Number one, mm-hmm. that very cute, reality show guy who came in and made veronica sign the the, uh, the the pa yeah i thought he was so yeah. cute yeah he was cute <laughs> he was such a nice little eager pa good call yeah and then jughead just because good outfits in this episode for jughead with his glasses and his like cardigans and stuff yeah. and then last but not least zaddy frank love frank in this episode frank oh, big episode for zaddy Z- frank doesn't normally make it yeah, Frank. That, and actually, what's interesting is that we did get Kevin's dad, and I didn't put him on my list. Yeah, because you it's were distracted by so many other hotties like Nana Rose. So next episode, yep. next week, what's happening? The town. The town. The town. Ooh, based on the M. Night Shyamalan uh, thriller. That's No, no, no. You're thinking of the village. The town right. is takes place in boston that stars ben affleck oh i hope there's lots of boston people in the episode that'd be fun (laughs) well i hope you enjoyed this episode of xoxo riverdale this was a fun one kate (laughs) if you like what you're hearing once again you know follow us on social media you can respond to what we're you know on social media if you're enjoying the show uh if you're enjoying the episode or if you're not yeah definitely if you're not as well and, you know, we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks to Angeli Mercado, who's the best editor of all time. And Louis Aronowitz, who wrote a beautiful theme song that we assume will get a Grammy next week. Yes, that we should get a Grammy next week. Uh, for XOX Riverdale, yeah. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. Bye! Bye.